Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure what happened. We went to go and find the power in the mountain. Um, I decided that I wanted to see things for what they were. So I used my glasses and I saw lots of things. The most notable thing was I saw Filnir swipe his stick at, 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 at an elf that sounded an awful lot like Pariso, and then Pariso switched places with him, and, uh, well, I was not having that, so I tried to talk my way out of it. Meanwhile, I didn't get any help from Abel, who was messing with some rock that was inside of some woman. I don't know what was happening over there. Uh, I finally found a way to get Fjolnir back, and I scolded him on using that damn stick. I don't know why he was even playing with that thing. I keep telling him about that. And, uh, Yes, that is where we are. I have found Mr. Percy. We have saved Waverly Cloudsack's family. I will make sure to gloat about that to Waverly Cloudsack later. And uh, yes, we uh, are in the cave, the very cave that started my entire journey. Uh, so I guess you could say that this story about me is uh, coming to a, a brand new chapter. One chapter has ended. I have... Uh, ended up where I began, and now it's on to take over Montaire. Ladies and gentlemen, time for Dungeon Dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You will fight. You will score. I see him on the front line. Standing tall. They're risking life to answer the call. But what they fight me for don't know, don't care. Just a wall for the ride. But if you want my stand, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna win inside. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Woo! Yes. As always, I am joined by Tim Carr. Oh, hello. And welcome Playing back. Phil, Phil near Omajira. Uh, I am not Sam. a robot. <laughs> I am not a robot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but you are getting a Roomba for Christmas, so you're oh welcome. sweet! My wife has been <laughs> yeah, asking about right. that. That'll be that's that'll right. be a fucking killer addition to this house. Oh, so good! Uh, Sam Frank playing Abel Rock Brother. Uh, he just delivered his first Rock baby. Maybe he's going to be Rock Baby Daddy soon. Thank you rock for introducing me. I am also not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> what have uh, I started? Yeah. And uh, John Watson playing Iona Silhavine, um, the one who this story is all about. Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I, I, uh, Tom, Tom came to me and said, John, I need you to develop the protagonist. And I said, no problem. <laughs> yeah. I've got it covered. Just call me protagonist. Yeah, yeah. We almost named him Protag. Almost, uh, almost. Yeah, it was really close. Um, and then Christopher uh, Nolan happened. We couldn't, eh, you know, yeah, nah, there's yeah. issues. There's yeah. issues. We just avoid those. He's, he's an amateur tagonist at best. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. You can always count on Sam to set me straight. <laughs> oh my god that's why we keep them around that's right that's right somebody's gotta set you straight john <laughs> last episode fellas that was intense Ooh. uh um for for those of you who are not on patreon uh that bonus episode we we recorded after last episode we really got into it a lot like three big strings going on at the same time i it's one of my favorite episodes um uh, mm -hmm. the last one was um but just so you 
sort of know where we are now. John's right. You're still in the cave. You have just been through some shit. Jonas was actually faced. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Jonas was just faced with perhaps his the thing he's most afraid of. You know, I think snakes. I, I even, was going to say, were there snakes in there? Snakes is the top. <laughs> but then I think Pariso, uh really spooked him the fuck out the whole first season of uh, Everywhere Must End on Dungeon Dad's podcast. And now he saw him in the flesh. That was pretty intense. Well, just the fact that, that as, a, as a spear, he yeah. caused so much trouble. So much trouble. As an inanimate object. <laughs> yeah always making fun of us he's like one of those high school mean girls that yeah, just never lets anything yeah. slide that's true <laughs> it's true and er- he was kind of like an early eddie murphy <laughs> <laughs> um i was thinking him more as like a late regina george sure 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 um, <laughs> got to chat with walter faust deep below the mountain a thousand miles below the mountain is what faust said um I'm not making any promises that Faust actually knows where he is, but that is uh, where he said he was. And then this whole thing with Abel delivering this baby, this abomination. Sam, if you don't have it already, you uh, you have inspiration for that, by the way. On Abel's I, I have it marked on my character sheet and I was trying to remember what it was for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's really right. Good. That was one of the most creative uses of stone shape uh, I think I've ever seen. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was, in fact, I believe the only use of stone shape I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 but I think delivering stillborn rock monsters with stone shape is uh, it's got to qualify for some kind of award since since we didn't get anything else out of it. Well, the, that's not true. The thing crumbled to dust. The lady still died. <laughs> I was so, like, at least you get inspiration. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the pebble. I know. I know. We got the, you pebble. Got the pebble. We fed it to Paulson. Yeah. You have a hand. What is the um, that's what is true. The, what is the uh, the 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 time on Stone Shape? It's it just uh, instantaneous. Right? Instantaneous. Yeah, I you you gave it you gave it a, a lot more leeway than I was expecting it to have, which was to great effect. I think I won't do that again. Um, yeah, I mean but... it doesn't. Well, I was going to say it doesn't put a duration on it on how long it sort of stays malleable. Level four, or level three, level four. So. You're not gonna like this, but I think that um I have something in mind for your hand. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say this sort of dovetails with a question that I forgot to ask about my hand in the last episode, my new hand, which is how soft is it? Oh, it is brand new. Mm. So it's does it like, feel like somebody else's hand? No, Cal. It's it's, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like it's somebody else's. Yeah, hand. that's right. That's like right. it's not it even mine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Awesome. And I don't know if if like the clues that I dropped here paid off from thirty three and thirty four. Uh, you all have a suspicion that this devotee Handa, um, the 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 rock that was inside of her may have been an abomination put there by the Gith. We we didn't really get too much into that. This shy god Donatus was so moved by Abel's compassion for Handa uh, that he actually ended up giving he and Pawson real a real divine boon in this pebble that was produced from Handa uh, as she as she died. Pawson also declared himself for pledged himself to Filnir, which I think is a really big deal. Yes, I think so too. And so so Filnir has a a. A mount, a a buddy, 
who it connects directly to his first patron's patron. It's sort of a transitive patronage property here. You know, you may have been always sort of sworn to Donatus from the very beginning, and you are faced with a Breen in tumult. Prince Adair is uh, raiding and running roughshod over the valley, basically unopposed now, now that Philippe Madamba is out of the picture for a while. Hark has been routed, at least their Breen troops have been routed. Bezleth Lewaltel is ascendant, as is Jesus of Waterdeep, who is set up shop in Lakeshire. You guys are in this cave. The Breen is your oyster, but you do have some, like, the world, the world is difficult terrain for you right now. (laughs) What do you want to do? How many people did we get arrests? Sorry. Yeah, I was like, I want to take a nap. How many people do we have with us? How many extra people do we have with us now? You have Percy, you have Vera, who is uh, Vera Cloudsack's wife, and you have the two children whose names you do not know yet. As you all are sitting in this cave, Jonas, Percy just grabs your pack and grabs all the things that are not directly attached to you, even takes things that are dangling off your belt, and he begins to make his way out of the cave. Oh, Mr. Hynos, you should not be carrying all of this yourself. Percy, Percy. Don't trouble yourself with two. I mean, yes, oh. take take half of it. Take half of it. Uh, I'll take this half. <laughs> I'll take this half that appears in my hand, and you can take the illusory half that you have hidden with some kind of magic. Uh, the invisible parts you can uh, take, sir. Come now, Percy. I, I can. I can carry. I, I've been. I've. I've I'm, I'm war hardened now. I can carry a few things. I believe you are. There's no reason for you to carry these, sir. Not while I'm around. Not while it gives me a reason to live. But but you've you've been you've been beaten upon. I, I need you to rest, Mister Percy. Reason to live, raison d'être. <laughs> and uh, and and he takes your things out, and he uh, starts to unpack your bag to dry bits and pieces out. He looks like he's very disappointed in your socks and he start he gets the two children to start making a fire and they they begin to uh, put together provisions that Percy had taken from inside the cave where they were being held captive and begins to cook cook you all a meal of salted cod and potatoes and it looks like he has a little bit of ale in there as well. Boston, you should come over here and, and take a rest too. You're you're also war hardened and you've been beaten upon. Oh, I agree with you. I'm gonna go to sleep right here. First, I must take the bath. Uh, I I think that would be a wonderful idea. <laughs> and he starts to lick, but only in one place. Um, and clean himself. Okay, <laughs> isn't there a what is isn't there a cold running mountain stream around here that you could bathe in uh, yeah there is sure uh just over that way and he sort of uh, walks that way he looks very very tired um, uh, hold on hold on parson hold, hold on hold on stay right there and mm. i i just cast prestidigitation on parson he is super clean uh what am I supposed to do now? You're supposed to lay lay down and sleep. Sleep, Parson. Listen to Phil. He just he just falls right where he is, and he and he uh, goes back to cleaning himself. <laughs> Sometimes it's not out of necessity. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling this fella really enjoys the ritual. <laughs> I just, I'm just giving him a very disapproving glare. <laughs> uh, can I send uh, Saber out of the cave? We're, we're close to the mouth of the cave now, right? Yeah, Percy set up the 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 fire just outside of it. Um, this is where this is the the battleground that Abel's uh, story started in, where the Holder Shacks um, uh, fought the 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 Durgers. Um, so this is very familiar terrain to him as well. I, I just want to send Saber out and uh, let him let him kind of smell and see if there's anybody anybody around or. If we're if we're in good shape, you're not going to be perceiving through him. You're just sending him out to do his thing. Right? He's yeah, he's just out doing his thing. Okay, so Percy is is cooking, uh, and he's also he, he's these these children are doing a ton of the work. They, he's got them sort of trained up, and they're you know one of them goes and uh, takes the water skin to the to the stream that Pawson was going to be, uh, was going to go to. And he comes back and he does this trip a couple of times. And Percy seems to be making a, a salted cod stew. And he is laying out your items from your pack to clean them off. And he picks up the brick that is from the brick that it turns into a book that um, Florin gave you. Uh, all right, be careful, be careful. Mr. Ionis, sir, what, what are you doing with Bonrus's book? So... This is supposed to look like a brick. It looks like a brick. It but looks he says, exactly like a brick. But he says, "What am I doing with bon- Mr. Percy? What? What do you? What do you mean, Bonrus, sir? Your family's uh, cleric. He's the one who. Uh, he's he's the one who brought you into this world, sir. This I was there. This looks like a book to you. Um." Let me see what he used to do. And and Percy sort of holds his hand out on it and touches it. It takes a second and it turns into the book. Oh, right. Oh, all right. Oh, Bonrus's book. Uh, where'd you get this, sir? Is he, he, he must be dead now. Uh, yes, we did get that information. Mr. Percy, how did you do that? Oh, B- B- Bonnie taught me how to, to open up his book, sir. He, he, he taught me how to, how to open the chest as well, sir. Bonrus taught you how to open the chest? Yeah. Interesting. And you, you, you understood it? No, sir, I, I don't understand it. No, he he did many wondrous things in here, and he's like he flips it open, and he just he doesn't, you know, it clearly he doesn't know what's in the pages here. But can I can I see it? Uh, oh, it's it's yours, sir. And what does it look like to me? It's the same. It's the book. It's the book that Florin gave you. Um, uh, it's got you know, it's got lots of writing in it. It it is nonsensical, you know. You have not cast your spell on it, so it's one of these weird situations where someone else has opened this book, and so if he knew what he was looking at, it would probably make sense to him, but uh, because it was his magic that did that. Okay. Um, this is that crazy book that like blew his mind a couple times. Yeah, it blew, yeah, yeah, it blew yeah. his mind, yes, right. yes. 
just making just, sure I'm absorbing this correctly. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I just I just hold on to it. I go, stupid abilities. Sorcerers get get. All right. Um, and then I'm gonna cast phantasmal force on the book. Okay. To make it, I'm gonna believe that it is the book that Florin gave me. Yeah. All right. So the page that you're looking at is back to that page that you were writing back and forth to Florin on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There is a whole lot of more new script in there from Florin. Hmm. And, and what does it say? Um, so the first little bit just says, how's, how's it going? going? And then there's a small space and he says, uh, you, you should, should have, have heard, heard it by, by now. now. And then there's another like space. And then it just says, Ionis, if you're dead, let me know. <laughs> so I I write my name uh, back into the book, or is it already? Did I already do that? Is that already a thing? It's already in there. Okay. Um, I just I, I write back. Uh, Florn still alive. Um, ran ran into some trouble uh, at Red Cloud Mountain. How are you? Okay. Uh, there's no. There's no response. Damn it. <sighs> um, all right. Uh, gentlemen, I, um, I believe there may be some trouble back at uh, Lake and Hoth. What, what makes you say that? Well, where isn't there trouble? Florence just not responding to me. He usually talks to me through this. He's been talking to me through this book, and he's not responding. Yeah, he has? Is it, oh. is it usually instantaneous, or is it possible he simply hasn't opened it? Well, it it's, it's possible. He's just, he's been trying to check on me. Um, if, we want, if we want to rest, I suggest we do so quickly and then maybe make our way back. We, we do have, especially with these new people that we are with, we, we need to take them somewhere. Vera just looks up at you and says, uh, says you, don't, don't worry about us at all. Um, we are, we are, we are hardy folk. Well, I, I understand that, but this is, this is a cave. This is no place for a human. You need accommodations. You need food. Look, look up there, Sky. We are outside of the cave. Our captors are dead or fled. We are, we are safe. You do what you need to do, kind I, I, sir. I walk over to Abel and feel the good lord. How did Waverly Cloudsack score this woman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps there's a side of him we haven't seen. She she follows you over there to the powwow. And I, just... I've, I've seen most sides of him. And well, <laughs> Gen- gentle, gentlemen, I did. I, I am. I am concerned about one thing that you that you haven't explained to me. Um, Silverwind, wh- why did you flee? We, we, we were we were just about to introduce you. To the lady sweet lion, and she was. We were. It was all. It was planned, and you were. You were. You were supposed to be there. Desdemona showed up two days later, and nothing. Uh, Desdemona. It was very embarrassing for me. I am sorry. Uh, were you planning on setting setting me up with someone? What What are we What are we speaking of here? It, it wasn't. It wasn't us. It was your mother. My mother. Yes. You were in contact. Waverly was very upset. Waverly was very upset. He, he he kept saying to me he played it all wrong with you, and he should have never put you with that old man. 
you have to understand there there are many things that are going on in this valley. There are many wrongs. I probably know better than you. <laughs> maybe I, and maybe not. But on I'm on married our... to the general, the real general. <sighs> yes, it was a wonderful joke that Waverly played on me. I, I tell him I appreciate that next time we see him. But there there are many there are many factors that that we needed to understand before we could make our decisions. And to be quite honest, we we didn't appreciate the way Waverly and his men went about treating people. As you, as you yourself saw. No, I, maybe he was wrong about you. Maybe you don't have the stones to lead. Pardon me. I do wonder. You're, you're I, excused, I half-elf. I, I do have to speak to what Ionis has said. The forces that fought a pass did not take kindly to those who were not human entirely. That it's is a long history of that. That's true. That's what we were working against. You were working against that. You were trying to change that. Well... We had we had big plans. Um, we had big plans. It's all gone now, I suppose. Is it? Nothing to be done. Humans, Uber Alice. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's. I think things are running in a different, a, a, on a different track than they were two months ago. Certainly, things in the valley have changed quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yes, it's almost like a season has changed, and with a it. <laughs> Came new problems, new opportunities as well, but a whole new cast of characters who are threatening our, some cases, our very lives. Yes. I wonder if our looks will be updated. <laughs> <laughs> a new haircut, perhaps, is in order. So let, let me get this straight. You were trying to introduce me to someone who was in line for the throne of... Of, well, of Hawk of Hawk City. Was that, was that Cutchin's mother? Ah, uh, Cutchin, very sweet boy, very sweet boy. Um, that was Cutchin's sister, Desdemona. She is is Cutchin's sister. Uh-huh. Yes. And you wanted to, ni- Cutchin, to unite. I, I like that kid. I felt like he never really caught on with the. He didn't uh, catch on <laughs> with the rest of the fellas. He didn't. He didn't catch on. He was. Um, do you know how sometimes? Someone is born into position, and you just know that if it was all based on merit, they'd never make anything of themselves. Um, that's Cutchin. Uh, Cutchin should have been born to an actress. Uh, he should have been born the owner of a printing press. He should not have been born uh, at such high noble rank. He wasn't going to be happy doing what he was doing. And and while it was going to be very uh, sad at what we had to do, it was going to be worth it in the end. I see. You seem to be speaking in vagaries, if you take my meaning. Is there something We were more- going to execute Cutchin's sweet lion. To what end? Because he has no reason to lead and become the next Robert Hark. So then your plan was Wait, to unite. The next Robert Hark. He was in. That's what they call their kings. So Robert Hark is a title, not a name. Every king of of Harkness is named Robert Hark. Robert Hark the True, Robert Hark the Brave. Man, I've heard so many stories about that guy, and now he seems a lot less impressive because it was probably like fifteen different fellas. <laughs> For sure. 
Just just in my lifetime, I've known six different Robert Harks. <laughs> so your plan then was to unite Hawk and Montaire? Oh, much bigger than that. Um, much bigger than that. Uh, but yes, uh, that's what you were you. We we hoped that you might be the next Robert Hark. That was a plan. That or or at the very least, your little one might be the next Robert Hark. Interesting. I am. Do you think you should you just go to a a backwoods fort and join uh, a a rival army for no good reason? Do you think your people wanted to kill you? Yes. <laughs> You you have to you have to understand. I I was I was put into a portal and immediately put in danger. When I came out, I had lost a number of years of my life and the business that I was going to revitalize in order to prove to my father that I was worthy of the throne had fallen to ruin. Now, joining the military was I was swindled into that. That was not part of the original plan. I I had planned on helping the military, but then your husband sort of put his set, foot into my business set you up to be a hero you say that that's what he did set you up to be a a a, a future leader of 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 harkness uh disgraced son of disgraced nobility in 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 Montaire rises to the top ranks of of the hark army and delivers delivers the the crushing blow to prince adair in the breen uh, only to come back a, a a hero to a to a fallen city gone to hard times should shouldn't that be the one who reunifies Montaire under a new flag is that what is that, is that what you're saying my husband did or was planning to do i'm sorry well, when you <laughs> when you put it that way i i probably was a little hasty when i was listening to abel and he, uh, <laughs> this is the, this is the old man. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. This is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. You are significantly better looking than what my husband said. I, I thought you were the one who had no hair and was spindly. P- people have often found me much more charismatic than they expect of a man in my profession. Goodness. We we are doing a lot of talking about your husband. Have you been in contact with him? Uh, I have been assured that he is still alive. It's funny. He knows how to send me messages through animals. It's very sweet. They walk up to me. Then they whisper in my ear, birds, rats sometimes, uh, wolves often. I think yesterday, actually, I got a message from a from a flea. If you can believe it, but maybe I'm hearing things. I haven't had much wine <laughs> since I've been taken hostage. Abel Fionir, this is your territory. Jonas, as nice as these stories sound, if there's anything we have learned over the past week, <laughs> <laughs> how long has it been since we left the army? This is just 24 Month. episode season two, so you know. <laughs> It's been a little over a month, I think, right? Two months, maybe three months. We didn't really have any downtime, even though we talked about potential downtime in Lake and Okay, we did like we literally did a night. Well, we did yeah. like three. We like we did like two or three weeks in in uh, Lake and Hearth, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been about a month, month and a half, maybe. If there's anything you've learned, 
in this long period of time that we've spent together. (laughs) (laughs) It's that the only fate you can trust is the one you make for yourself. And even if uh, these fellas wanted to put you on a throne, you know what they really wanted is put themselves on it through you. They wanted to pull your strings and pull her strings and pull everybody's strings. Well, especially if we were going to loan you money to revitalize that store of yours. (laughs) You do seem like the kind of person who likes to pay off his debts. But I'm sure that's all over now. You have no desire to return to Montaire and be king of Gilbrain and the wilds to the south. Why do you say that? Oh, he just said, isn't that what you said? I'm definitely returning to Montaire to take back my city. Oh, well, then I... Then I change. Then I forget what I said. Well, I I will say this. I'm pretty sure uh, our my dealings with Waverly are probably at an end, seeing as how I disrobed him in front of his entire army. Hmm. Interesting. I, so I would say our dealings with Waverly are probably just beginning. But I also think, Lady Cloudsack, you're you're talking an awful big game for someone we just rescued out of a cave. I thank you so much for what you've done for me. Um, I, tr- I truly, I truly do. I, and and Percy has been I a take, godsend. If I take any wild tales about planting someone on the throne of Harkness with a grain of salt, <laughs> old man, certainly there were other plans that could have come to fruition as well. Believe me when I say this. And I just sort of gesture around us generally. Yeah. Which plan was this? <laughs> I, I will say this, that Waverly had no desire to fight another war as bloody as the Battle of the Bands. Robert Hark the Bastard, who sits on the throne now, would have the whole island burn. I blame him for what's happening, and Waverly does too. Well, I mean... Wouldn't your first hint be that he was Robert Hark the Bastard? Well, obviously that's not what they call him there. (laughs) I mean, everybody else got names like the Brave or the True. (laughs) They actually call him Robert Hark Goldfinger. He's the man. Hmm. The man with the. I heard he has such a cold finger. (laughs) He has a tiny, tiny little finger. It's very weird. It looks like a halfling finger. And I go, oh, and I point at Jonas and I go, oh, and then I try to cover it. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I, I, I put my hands in my pockets. <laughs> yeah. I, Jonas, I, I think I might need to apologize to you. I think somehow my presence in the army at Folder Pass was the impetus for us leaving and my involvement with Perisot and the journey that we took and the turns that it took us on have potentially cost you the the kingdom and perhaps rule of this island. I... Nonsense, Filnir. If we hadn't taken this journey, he'd still be the puppet of powers beyond his understanding. You'd still be in thrall to an evil spear. I'm the only one who'd be better off if we never met. <laughs> I'm not even that fussed about it. <laughs> Abel, 
Abel, when yeah, I met you, your, your stone, your stone. Uh, I'd I'd still be relaxing in my well built hut on this very mountain. Abel, when I met you, you were dead, broken, naked, and loving it. In Can we tent. see his hut from here? Is it still standing or is it falling? Oh, it's over? far there, away. There's no it's far it's away. Still standing. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no way it's still standing. Yeah. I'd love if you just like point over there, camera yeah. just pans over, and there's just a hut <laughs> falling over on yeah. the side. Do you yeah. mean that? <laughs> I was poor, but I was happy. Well, yeah. I wasn't happy, but I was at peace. Yeah. Well, I wasn't at peace, but at least I was left alone much of the time. Fionnir, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will I will say this. Yes, you were definitely a wild card, and uh, that spear was a particular thorn in our sides. But <sighs> Abel is correct. I left my family because I very much wanted to be my own man. And perhaps the Iona Silchavind before that journey would have gladly walked into whatever situation my parents had set up with anyone else in power. But the man before you, the one that some call Jonas Silverwind, is very much the man that wants to take what it is, wants to earn his position. Is there something Abel, I don't care what you say. You were definitely not better off before you met me. (laughs) (laughs) Is there there something that other people call you? Damn it. My name is Ionis Silhavind. Silhavind. Jonas Silverwind. Gods, and I walk off. That's... <laughs> so they are, they are just about. Uh, Percy is he just, just about said done the with same the thing like three times. I do not understand <laughs> yeah. it. Do you not hear the difference, Abel? Yeah. <laughs> all those Montarans, man. Their names all sound There's... the same, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a, it goes to the back of your throat instead of the front, on the the sil ha instead of uh, It's it's subtle, I know. Listen, man, you put whatever you want in the back of your throat. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> perhaps perhaps we all need a rest. Perhaps we're all a little delicate at the moment. Uh, so so a couple, couple questions, Tom. Yeah. Does Saber come back to me with any information? He has uh, sniffed around... Um, what did you guys do with the bodies of those people of those? Uh... Well, that's my that's that's my second question. Fuck all. Well, we certainly that's what we didn't did. eat them. That's yeah. my second question: is <laughs> did he did he get the smell of the ones that got away? He could tell that some got away. He comes back and he sort of uh, shares with you his own special image of the smell. Like he 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 gives you the smell in your in your mind of them. Uh, they definitely took off in the general direction of Fort Hapas, but beyond that, he didn't follow. Okay, but he would recognize the smell in the future? Yes. He would recognize the smell of at least one of these gentlemen. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, the other the other bodies that are strewn about will remain strewn about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, if nobody's little... coming, I won't I won't set up the dome. I'll just, uh, if, if it's he's a got fire. A little, he's got a little spot of uh, blood on his nose when he comes back to you. Like from smelling one of the like putting his nose right up in the 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 dead body of of one of these Hark soldiers. All right, all right. Uh, I'm I'm satisfied in what happened there. Um, all right, so you guys uh, 
um, if you want to, you can eat, you can get yourself a, a, a rest. Um, uh, Lady Vera is, is, uh, telling, telling a story to her children and they're sort of all joining in, in the, in, in the telling of this story. She's telling the tale of the first Faerunni mercenaries who came to Gilbrain, the, the humans who came and discovered this island populated it and built Hark City 300 years ago and how there was almost nothing here of any consequence before then uh and she says and and that and that is when we first built the temple and the temple became the library and the library became the capital and the capital became the castle that's where only Robert Harks that are deserving and proud and smart should ever live not pretenders like we have now Jonas, I know you're real worried about uh, Florin back in Lake and Hearth, but it's was it two days back there? I thought it was twelve hours. It's about yeah. You guys took like eighteen hours, right? I think eighteen, twenty yeah, hours right. plus we a took rest. A rest. Uh, we took a rest on the beach. Yeah, uh, yeah. We crossed the and then I don't know exactly how long we river, were swimming, but I guess. And then twelve hours from there, the lake. We swam through the lake. Yeah, the lake. Yeah. So two days for a reasonable person. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how long it takes to go back through the Breen, through Braintown. Perhaps we should go that way as opposed to through Lakeshire, as much as I'd like to see Galwinia, because the forces from Adair may be looking for us in Lakeshire, given what you told the Mabel. Indeed. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I think our first priority has to be uh, getting these folks to safety and establishing a, a secure base of operations. We can't be out here roughing it in the wild every night and expecting to uh, f- free the valley. So right. I think we got to go to Lake and Hearth. And if there's people in Lake and Hearth who don't want to give it up, we got to kick them out. Tom, remind me, is Braintown, that's in the Darren territory, right? Yeah. I mean, basically everything in the valley is officially a Darren territory, although it's all disputed. Right. I mean, like aside from like clearly what Fort Pass used to be. Fort Hapas was clearly Hark territory up past the Owlwood far to the west uh, along the Breen River. There's enough Adarin troops that are out that way that that's, you know, uh, no Hark army would ever, until they controlled Lake Shire and Breen Town, would ever go that far west. So that's sort of the sort of the boundaries of the disputed, like, let's call it the demilitarized zone up until this one month period that you guys have been in the in the brain right that we've been doing this adventure until we militarized it it's it, it was on its way you guys didn't have anything right. to do with it really i mean it's <laughs> yeah it's militarized now for sure but either way we're we're probably going to have to fight it we may have to fight at the end of this march and we need to be ready to do it <sighs> so are we safer to go around past lakeshire i don't imagine we're going to have everyone swim Certainly, Pawson oh. can't carry everybody across the Decision lake. Decision number one is: Do we do we rest now? What time is it? Uh, five p.m. Probably. Like it's like it's uh, it's getting to be winter, so it's getting to be dark earlier. Yes, I don't imagine the children are going to be up for a nighttime excursion, especially yeah, if we that, have to that deal would with probably the Probably be the best way to do it, but yeah, I think, I think we're safer sleeping on the mountain than off of it. Yeah. And getting an early start in the morning. I agree. Well, all right, I can... Sunrise. I can protect us. I can protect us for the evening. All of us? Uh, Yes, I could could protect all of us. Um, um, 
I do have an idea about getting across across the lake. Okay, wonderful. And then if if we travel the same way that we uh, came before, depending on how, how large is the lake, Tom? If I flew across it, it's big. I mean, how are you going to fly across it? You have fly. You have uh, the spell I, fly. I, I don't, but I have polymorph. I could turn myself into a giant eagle. I can fly people. I can across. fly. I can fly two of us, but only uh, lasts ten minutes. Uh, you have you have fly as well. You have yeah. fly. It's pretty big. I mean, I I, uh, I would say on Pawson it took you a couple of hours to get across. Mm-hmm. I would say his swim speed is thirty, right? Like something around that, like that. So right, yeah. Fly um, for ten minutes is not going to do it. I don't think it's. I don't think fly for ten minutes is going to do it. I could uh, I could polymorph, and that lasts an hour. And I would hour, I would think that I could probably fly across it in half an hour. You could you could probably you could. F- if you're polymorphed as a giant eagle or something like that, what that's like a sixty or yeah, sixty fly speed. I, I mean, think you could. That's what you fly could, gives you. I, I think you could get across in an hour, forty five minutes probably. You could get you could get across the lake. I mean, it's not you know, it's yeah, that would that would probably work. But I, I um, so the problem is, I, I was hoping I could do that in two trips. I guess I could polymorph twice. Um, but then I'm killing killing the resources. Yeah, I think you should do that. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Anytime you say you're going to kill the resources, Tom's got to yeah, He's like, all about like, it. The more I think about it. He's all about it. I seven mean, miles could... across. Seven miles? Well, I did some back of the napkin math. Yeah. It's 30 feet, feet every six seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Then that, that means, that means second, uh, yeah. 300 feet every minute. If you said it was two hours. Mm-hmm. He calls it back of the napkin math. I think he's pulling out his phone. Yeah, phone <laughs> calculator math. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's like seven miles. Yeah, that makes sense. That's I, about, feel like, that's... I feel like an hour, It will. I, I can cover seven miles in less, quite a bit less than an hour. Yeah, at 60 feet, you can you could cover more than that. Yeah, and you could probably carry I could probably people. carry like two people. Yeah, two people. But you're flying in but, blind. I have I have a question. Why why don't we just walk across the river? Skirt Lake Shire. Across the lake? No, just go go around it. Just take a securities route when we get near Lake Shire. How how close does that get us to Lake Shire? Well, if you walk to Lake Shire. Well, no, I mean like if we if we walk around the lake. Oh, you could go. You could go the way. You know, you could go through Lake Shire or around Lake Shire, or you could go the opposite direction. The way you went from Lakenhearth to Lake Shire after episode 13, was it episode 14, 15, when you made your way to Lake Shire for the, for the second time? You went around that way, and it was, I think we said it was 19 miles from, from there, 19 miles from, from Lake Shire to, from Lakenhearth to Lake, Lake Shire around the lake. Uh, depending on where you get to the lake, you're talking about eight hours of walking. So, but we could we could bypass Four the lake. Hours. We could bypass the lake by land. Yeah, you don't have to walk. You don't have to. I mean, so I'm looking at the map, and we could cross the Breen River. Yeah, and then skip Breen Town entirely and go around sort of the Oglethorpe side and not get close to Lakeshire or Breen Town. But we'd have to get across the you know the river. Yeah, but sure. maybe that's not so hard, especially if you yeah, can be so fly across and carry people and go back and forth. Like that yeah. may not be difficult at all. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't even have to. I mean, I'm not saying there's snakes in there. 
but you wouldn't even have to find out if there are. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not snakes in I'm there. I'm not saying there's not snakes. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, well, let me just say this. I don't know how specific we need to get with this. Can we walk back to Lake and Hearth, skirting major settlements and trying to be yes. unnoticed? We just have to cross day. a river. You had to cross the river. You definitely could. And I would say it would take you probably 15, 20 hours. Okay. So it's two days journey, basically. A two days journey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With right. kids. Right. And we have to get across the, the Brain River without using one of the bridges or skirt the tower and then go around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foothills. Yeah. You yeah. could you could go the same way that you, you could go back by the tree. You could go that direction. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is like four guys discussing routes to work. <laughs> we don't need a map. Or you can take the 405 like, to the like, I know where I'm going. Don't just... ask for directions. <laughs> right. Percy brings you all salted cod stew. <laughs> and it smells amazing. And he gives you yours, Filnir. And he says, Oh, Ionis mentioned that you were something of a chef, sir. No. I have uh, learned a particular pastry very well, a, a pastry of, of Neverwinter. I have learned some techniques in the meantime, so I, I, I can make my way around a kitchen, sure. What is your favorite flavor, sir? Favorite f- flavor? Flavor what? Yes. Just in of general. Anything. What, is your f- what, what, what is your favorite thing to eat, hmm. sir? That is a question I have not been posed before, Mr. Percy. I am... Hmm. I would suppose it is that... Mm, that satisfying flavor, that um, that umami flavor of uh, of, of a <laughs> well cooked piece of meat, sort of regardless of what kind of meat it is, but that that satisfying earthy flavor. So he dips the spoon into your stew, and he says, "Close your eyes, sir." Okay, I do. And he gives you a spoonful of the stew, and when it hits your lips, it doesn't taste like salted cod it tastes like it tastes like fatty cooked lamb that has been prepared and slow cooked in smoke and the and the water from the stew has that same flavor coming off of it and then it sort of finishes with a with a slight hot citrus taste as you as you swallow it and he says you just have to close your eyes sir when you drink my salted cod and he just walks away and he comes to abel and he gives abel Wait, his percy. salted cod i'm not gonna close my eyes when i drink your salted cod percy i don't care hey, what you say abel i i recommend you do mr percy are you able to teach this skill oh this is this is incredible uh, Perhaps I am not the. I I don't believe I am the chef that you are. You should have met my friend Bonros. He could do this. He could teach anyone anything. Um, too bad the man is dead. May I watch the next time you cook? Oh, of course, sir. The secret is not in the cooking. <laughs> am I am I seeing this? Uh, no. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're you're seeing him deliver salted cod stew, which, by the way, is your favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> and, am I hearing what Fielner is saying? Um, I sure. You want to hear? What I, I'm not. Saying? I'm not being Arcana quiet about check. it. I, I got a 14 Arcana. What are you checking? I'm checking Percy. What in the world is he? This is new. 
I love it. Like it just so happens that Jonas's favorite flavor is salted cod. So it's like <laughs> he doesn't have to do anything to it. Yeah, he never he knew there was nothing. anything magical going on. Yeah. Um. Uh. What are you looking for, sir? Percy, this is all. This is all new. You. You seem to be well trained in magic. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. That's not true. Uh, would that it were true, sir? It is true. You you grabbed a you grabbed something that was clearly a brick to everyone else, but you saw a book. I had the hardest time trying to figure that out. It's true. He did. Oh, <laughs> uh, sir, when you've been on this earth, the forty-one years that I have been. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> You do learn a few things <laughs> Time before modern medicine <laughs> Jesus, you killed everybody <laughs> Oh, that's so good <laughs> <laughs> Sir, certainly I could not be a user of magic, sir. Uh, I work, I work in the court of of the Silhavin family. They would never allow that, sir. You know. Regardless, Mister Percy, you have learned something, and there were people in the court that knew magic. Bondrus knew magic of a, of a kind, sir. That's that's very true. He was a very good card player. <laughs> Mr. Percy, was Bonrus devout? Very devout. Hmm. Did he ever do anything that was only explained through his faith? All the time. What I think Ionis is trying to say is that his accomplishments were not simply due to his faith, but due to a connection with his god that he could in in fact practice magic and it seems that i I have to agree with ionis that if this is in fact salted cod stew you have imbued it with some sort of charm or spell or i I don't know how it tastes like braised lamb for me have you ever had my sausages i can't say i have i Ionis, did... No, I, I would not let you have that, no. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, perhaps you should try one of my sausages at some point. If, if I the stew is an example, I would be delighted. I believe the answers would be in my sausages. Do you have Not any? in your salted cod. Um, and he, he says, have a taste of the original cod. And, and, uh, and he has this, like, small little bag that's on his hip it's um maybe five inches uh long on like it's just on his belt maybe three inches deep an inch or so thick and he reaches his hand in he pulls out like from it an entire salted cod that is about 30 inches long (laughs) yeah and uh, God dang, that's the biggest salted cod I ever seen. Oh, you, you haven't been to the lakes around Montaire, sir. I know cod does not usually travel inland. Uh, we have, 
phenomenal waters around Montaire. They they say there's magic in the waters. I feel like if I tried to eat that, it'd split me in two. Well, that's uh, possibly so, sir. Uh, but and he breaks off like it's hard, you know. It's it's salted cod. They're like there. It's like a hard, it's, almost it's like cured, a piece of wood. Tried, yeah. I, I, I yeah. feel like it's safe to say that in the last three hours, this is the most amazing thing I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and and he gives Filnir the the cod, and he says. You can try this. It'll be about like my sausages. Okay. And I do. Hard like salt tack. It tastes like shit. That's his second favorite flavor. <laughs> 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 and, this magic is amazing. <laughs> and Percy says, it's not in the cooking. That's true, sir. You've been eating little bits and pieces of things I picked up from Bonris over the years in the sausages. That's true. I apologize, sir. Are you devout, sir? Devout. And stunned uh, to silence. Mr. Percy, do you, do you follow the devout. same... The same gods that Bonris did? Um, Perhaps that god has gifted I, you some talents. Like Bonris, I believe in the Silhavin bloodline. Above all else. Not a god. What is a god? That's a very good question, but Bonris was clearly devout. Abel here is devout to, well, the one at one time was devout to Tempus. Yeah, but I, I still have had trouble resolving that question myself. Yes. It's, it's, You'd expect me to be a little well more well-versed in areas of theology, but like many things, the... More you learn, the more you realize you don't know. It, it is interesting that religion is an intelligence check, isn't it, sir? <laughs> I tell you what. It's unfortunate is what it is. Mr. Percy, would you say that if someone believed, let's say, that someone of the Silophine bloodline should rule over this area in order to bring about peace to the valley, that, that if said person wore a necklace with beads on it, that it would bestow that person with great power. Hmm. Honestly, sir, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's just saying if you believe it hard enough, you can make food taste good. Well. Which which ain't the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> I, I, uh, people who eat my food can choose to resist it or can choose to embrace it. And I've never had a person, man, woman, or child, who decided to resist it. What is it that they are resisting? But... Or would be? Are you simply willing it to taste like somebody's favorite flavor? Uh, I am allowing you to will it. It's hard to explain, sir. Mr. Percy, I am, I am delighted to meet you. Well, I think I will just continue to believe what I believe. <laughs> Praise be Silhavines, sir. And he delivers the salted cod to everybody else. He gives you yours, Abel, and he just says, It will taste as you want it to, but only if you want it to. Otherwise, salted cod. Well, my, my favorite flavor is the blood of my enemies. <laughs> just kidding, it's good berries. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, it's steaks. 
Low per- stakes. <laughs> Percy doesn't, uh, Low doesn't, stakes. doesn't laugh at you at all. He just says, <laughs> I will never know what, you do, what it is you taste. That's the beauty of this, as you call it, magic. <laughs> well, while we're doing all this, I'm going to put up the... Uh, put up the tiny hut all right the, the kids are already asleep you see that vera is sitting by the fire and has um she's extracted a a, a small like hot a hot coal from from the fire uh she's handling it uh you know sort of tossing it around she puts it in the dirt um you can tell that it's hot to her to her hand it's weird enough that i all three of you at some point like sort of look over at her and begin to watch her do this and she takes the hot coal in her right hand and all at once she like scrapes it and rolls it on her left arm, her left like inner forearm uh, from about her wrist to about halfway to her elbow. And, uh, you know, she's kind of squeals out a little bit and then she looks very intently at her hand and she starts laughing and uh, she touches her forearm again and she looks up at you all like looking at her and just, oh, <laughs> salted cod good. I should have expelled her from the hut. <laughs> uh, Lady Cloudsack, oh, your husband is quite gifted with spells. Has he taught you some, or have you learned some, perhaps, before you two were acquainted? No, uh, but I do very much like the feel of fire. Hmm. Is there any more wine, Percy? Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Vera. No wine. I asked Ionis here to bring us wine, but he never sent it. Only this watered-down ale, not even Holdershek ale. <laughs> My apologies. We've um, come upon some hard times, but uh, I promise you, once we, once we get our affairs in order, you'll have plenty of wine and ale to go round. And who would even want holder shake ale? That stuff makes your tongue go numb and your skin turn pale. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Just to be clear, that's the ale that you always drunk drank up on the mountain, right? Like if you had <laughs> ale, it was the holder shake ale, right? Yeah. So that would be what was available. Well. <laughs> yeah, he does know well. Sorry, that was a Mountain City Mayhem joke for those of you who are yeah. not Patreon subscribers. Uh, Mr. Percy, Mr. Percy, would you humor me with a, a tale about Ionis, perhaps if Ionis does not object, from before he departed the kingdom? Mm. You have been his caretaker for some time, have you not? I, I have been with him since the day he emerged from from his lovely mother. It was all of 20... How old are you, Jonas? 22. All of 22 years ago. He looks at you, Jonas, and he just says, uh, Is it all right, sir, if I regale your friend with a tale of you as a young man? <laughs> it's fine, Mr. Percy. Well, when that baby came out, you were a young man of 19, Mr. Percy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you remember it like it was yesterday. It was. It's easy to remember. I bet things. it doesn't seem like that long ago. Yeah. Even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was when I was with my third family. Filness, <laughs> um, uh, uh, half elf, sir. What, what would you like me to tell you, tale of? 
Did Ionis always have an interest in magic as a child? I'm afraid I am to blame for that. As a small boy, he was very interested in things that small noble boys are interested in. Swords. The story of fighting. Reclamation of of the Gilbrain Wilds. Defeating elves, of course. And, and, and I will never forget. W- one day, Bonrus sat at his fire. I had the young lad. He was not yet four years old. He was on my knee, and we were reading a tale. Bonrus looked over and said, That's not the book you ought to read to him. It's this one here. And it was a tale of goblins. And Marquez, the Iceman, and the way he saved the goblin village just south of Monterre and allowed the goblins to live in peace with humans. And Marquez was a relatively famous Monterran sword lord, and he vanquished his enemies with fire. And Marquez the Iceman vanquished his enemies with fire? Yes. They... they called One of those him, like ironic names, like when you call a big guy tiny. He was he was famous for coating himself in ice when he was at the very brink of death, and it would protect him so he could fight another day. He would become a total ice block, and then as it would melt he would come out blasting fire and I remember telling young Ionis this story and he looked at the fire and he held his hand cupped like he was going to slap a man's ear you know what you do to a servant who does not act right I watched and the fire was three feet high And then he bent it, and he pushed the fire to the ground. And then he moved his hand up, and the fire returned up. And he bent his hand back over the fire. And this young lad of three years old, it was like, it was as though he he could control the fires with just his hand and his mind. Like a, as if in some way he made a pocket around it. <laughs> a, a bit of it. And after that, uh, Bonris and I would, when he finished his normal studies of how to properly count agricultural products <laughs> and how to calculate what your, serv- what your, your vassals are due, uh, owe, uh, owe you at the end of every year, we would read him stories of the Iceman Marquez and others. Um, and I fear that we engendered in him some kind of love for the arcane. 
but watching him bend that fire was something to see, even as a young, 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 young lad. Mr. Percy, why have you never told me this? Oh, Ionis, do you remember Flod Sundgren? He was a schoolmate of yours. I do. Do you remember how he died? I I do not. Of course, that's true. Was it Marquez, the Iceman? I've only been half listening. (laughs) Yeah. It was not Marquez, unfortunately. Bonnerus's greatest gift, Ionis, was being able to bend the memories of people after the fact. Sundgren was burned alive when he took away one of your books. What? Yes. I I, I don't understand. I I seem to remember that he No no no, that's not right. He 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 moved away. Right. Remember the name of the town he moved to? Uh, uh, I do not. Do you remember his mother's name? Sure, it was... Um. And why did she still live in Monterre after her young son moved to some town you've never heard of, cannot remember. It's not a good thing to be a noble wizard because there's many things to clean up after. Mr. Percy. Yes? How how involved were my parents in all of this? Oh, sir, nothing happens without your parents. Bonrus worked very hard to preserve their place and station. Very difficult to have a boy like you going to the the academy. People duel. That's true. They're duels. Very, very, very few people burned from the inside out at the age of nine. Oh my goodness. Gods. I... You're a good lad. You're a good lad. You're a very good lad. And I'm very glad you've learned how to make those pockets. <laughs> <laughs> this was... Uh... Not quite what I was expecting, Mr. Percy, but it will perhaps give us something to ruminate on. Yeah, and he looks he looks at you, Filnir, and he just says, I think it's a good idea when you are with a man of awesome power that you recognize it and recognize what it could do to you should you cross this family. Imagine what he could do 
as a grown man, if he could do that to Sundgren as a nine-year-old. And I have always known your greatness, Ionis. And I will stay with you till my dying day. Four years hence. I <laughs> hey, thank you, Mr. Percy. Um, you've given me a lot to ponder. Um, gentlemen, I apologize. I'm going to take my leave. I own yeah, a sir. Three feet over in your ten foot hut. <laughs> yeah. I own a sir. I'm going to just I own a sir. pull the covers over. <laughs> before, before you go to bed, sir, would you like me to take away the pain? I do not know what it is that you can do, Mr. Percy. I can sing you a little song like I did when you were a lad. Mr. Percy, I, if there's anything the last few months have taught me, it's that I've lived my entire life in the dark. And it is time that the truth will out. No matter what, I appreciate your, your offer. But I, I need to understand myself and my family. Good night, sir. Good night, Ionis. And he starts to clean up the dinner plates and he Phil near. <laughs> That's uh I always felt like Jonas was gonna be a pretty good wizard. That right there might be the first time I thought he's gonna make a good king. A story about his childhood accident, or do you mean the aftermath? No, the, that he wants to sit with it and know it and remember it. I agree. With that, I agree. It is a good sign. Well, a... good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Abel. So I don't know, in the hut, do you get, can you see outside of it? You can see out. We yeah, can, see can see outside. See out, right. yeah. People right. can't see in, right? right? So, so the, the stars are just crystal clear up above the mountain and, um, all of you are able to be with your thoughts without having them accosted by outside sound thoughts of Pariso or Tempest, John Ionis, he is, uh, whatever you're thinking about, you're able to really go concentrate on it hard. Can I do one, one thing? Yeah. Uh, after, after everybody's asleep, I will have at least rested for an hour or two and, uh, and I'm just going to focus and I'm going to say, um, mother, mother, are you out there? Schnobig? Schnobig? Mother, it's, it's Jonas. Hey. I just wanted to hear your voice. Tell me. Tell me you're safe. Tell me where you are. Are you are you here, my boy? Are you in the cell next to me? Have they captured you? I I I, I hope not. We've done all we can to make you safe. Are you are you with Desdemona? Boy? Have you saved your brother? 
And thus ends episode 35 of the Dungeon Dads podcast. Yeah. I think it I think it deserves to be said because we could all see it, but nobody listening could see it. John was John was there. John John was (laughs) he's still he's still there. He's John's a little yeah. 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 I was feeling this. That was not what I expected when I that was that was rough. Asked for an anecdote. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it was fantastic fucking storytelling but wow mm-hmm. well i think percy wanted to scare you guys a little bit mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't know what you've seen and he doesn't know what jonas can do no he probably doesn't at this point at this right. point right yeah that, well that's that's what's terrible it's all it's all potential <laughs> that's for what's him. terrible yeah. that's all what i did as a kid rather than you know i'm just glad i was able to get control of it Jesus. And always good to have a reminder of the awesome power being wielded, right? Right. Right. For man or king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't I don't want you to be a Jedi. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Jedi's. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Toodaloo. Toodaloo, everybody. Yeah, come on back to find out why Tom hates Jedi's on bonus episodes if you haven't already. Patreon.com slash Dungeon Dads. He's explained it more than once, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just once.